Curators, a podcast from Glasgow International, bringing together artists and curators in creative conversation. Find us at glasgowinternational.org. My name is Sakai Machachi. I am a visual artist based in Glasgow and I work with photography and performance mostly, but I'm multidisciplinary in terms of my practice. And my name's Awara Nyango. I am also a visual artist. I'm based in Nairobi, Kenya. Multidisciplinary, same as Sakai. I think that's one of the things we have in common. In this episode, Awar Onyango and Sakai Machachi describe how their friendship developed whilst working together on an exhibition which, due to COVID, has been several years in the making. I guess we met through a project called Body of Land in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So physically we met in 2018. Online we met in 2017. That was fun. (laughs) It was so long ago. It was. It was. This has been like a long process getting this to this point with so many interesting challenges and hurdles and conversations that we've had. I sort of remember like the excitement we had about this showing in GI because we finished in 2018, right? And we were excited about seeing each other again the next year. Yeah. And we had all these plans and outfits for the shenanigans. The shenanigans were so ready. Like, we're ready for all of the shenanigans. <laughs> outfits were prepared. Were prepared, yeah. Because the, the work was finished, right? <laughs> and then it was pushed to 2020. <laughs> you know, the, the outfits that I had are still just sitting in my wardrobe. They've been taken with me on my journeys, like, you know, because I lived in Dundee at the time. I moved to Edinburgh for a while, then I moved to Glasgow. So these outfits that were bought in 2019 for the exhibition have been travelling with me and never been worn. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I've moved thrice as well. I'm just like within Nairobi and like my outfits still stay the same. They're still there. Yeah. But, and I think when Arpita was like, hey, what do you think about us? Like, postponing the opening to GI 2020 we were kind of like, uh, they were like, fine. I mean, there's just one more year. That's, that's yes. okay. And we sort of <laughs> talk to each other. Just one like, more year. Yeah. That's, like, that's, that's doable. It's, it's we doable. can do that. <laughs> I mean, it's practically 2020. It's just a few months now. I had just applied for my visa the day of like the first COVID case um, in Kenya. And that was, it was like, oh, okay. So not 2020 either. No. I mean, when it was announced that like GI wasn't happening, I feel as if I, um, I had this like very quiet breakdown, just a very quiet, like, very mm-hmm. zen breakdown yeah I had two shows lined up for this festival mm. I was painting this fabric for the other show yeah I remember <laughs> I was in the middle of it I was so in that process of like okay once this fabric is finished it's going to go into this and I had the plan set out for how it was all going to go and then of course everything got cancelled so I was just painting the fat fabric like maniacally for like a whole two three weeks <laughs> <laughs> and there was this moment 
there was this moment where I was finished. I'd finished the fabric paint and 10 meters of fabric all done. So I just took my curtains down, <laughs> took my curtains down, started painting them as well. Because <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know what to do with all that like extra energy that I had for these two exhibitions. Yeah, I had like, you know how like I save up energy so that I can socialize and not like stand in a corner. Mm-hmm. So I had saved up a lot of energy for shenanigans. And then it was like it's not happening. And I was like, so what do I do with the energy now? Like, where do we take it? Yeah. And I think I like, I, I created like some work using myself. Cause I was like, Sakai does this all the time. Sakai like gets in front of the camera. <laughs> um, so that's the skill that I'm going to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. And I was very tired at the end. And I was like, it's for Sakai. It's not for me. I don't, no, you're not, you're not going to do this again. I think they came out really well. It was so tiring, Sakai. Like, I... And also, like, there was no, like, collaboration between me and the model. Mm-hmm. So, because, like, I can't see what you look like, so I don't know what... <laughs> and then it's me, so I don't know how to, like, direct myself. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know how Sakai does this. It's probably witchcraft. It is witchcraft, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, because like, do you know what it is? I, I was talking to people like last week when I was doing filming mm-hmm. and I was like, I have just brought you all along into like my crazy, like little world, you know, yeah. like where all these people like having to like, kind of, you know, all the different roles, like costume and makeup and did all the people doing the thing to make this vision that I had in my head become a thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh my shit. Like when I was 14, I used to paint my face and like put on weird outfits I'd made and take photographs of myself. And like now I'm like 31 and I'm actually like making other people join in. <laughs> I'm forcing them to be involved in my weird thing. <laughs> and then and then people are like, this is a career. I don't I don't understand. And yeah. It's quite, because for me, I got behind the camera because I didn't like being in front of it. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, my way of, like, not having to be in front of the camera. And so when I was like, I mean, Sakai does it, so, you know, let me also find the courage to do it. I was like, this completely confirms why I don't like being in front of the camera. For me, I don't feel like it's me, though. I I feel like I have a completely no relationship to these weird creatures and entities that like I become uh, yeah and then people are always like oh like your work is self-portraits I'm like no <laughs> not at all who's that I have no idea who that is <laughs> like I know that it's my face technically but like I have no relationship to that like once it's done yeah it's like so so removed from me mm. um but I did feel like when I looked at those pieces that you made that they were you they were representations of you in different guises. Yeah. Whereas like for me, I'm like, no, 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 that's just, <laughs> that's invocation person. So is that how you do it? Cause I kept seeing myself, but then it's also because like, I couldn't like be somewhere else telling me what to do. So I just had to like channel myself and I was like, ah, this is disgusting. I don't like. Yeah, it's stressful. I mean, I do like the images, but yeah, the making of it, I was like, I, okay. 
I'm just going to like jump in front of the camera and Sakai is there and pretend, you know. We need to actually do something like whenever you're actually able to be here or I'm able to be in Kenya, we need to do something collaborative because it's weird. Like we have made a collaborative project, but it's also not a collaborative project. Yeah. It's like <laughs> two separate pieces that sit together and they kind of speak to one another. Yeah. In a weird way. Our approaches were quite interesting because I was like, I'll just like get people in here and see where it's going. And you're like, okay, so I have to buy this thing. And then I have Grace to like come in and like do this. And I, and you had like plans and I was just like, they're going to come here. I'm going to put some music on. (laughs) But it was really funny because like we talked about astrology so much, but we never actually said this to each other. But like, I have a stellium in Virgo and I'm a Leo. So like the perfectionism was on like, (laughs) (laughs) it was on steroids you were very much like oh what is your plan and i was like go with the flow and you were just like no i have to get like this thing and this thing and then like this hour at this and i was like okay cool it it was so hilarious to just see (laughs) my virgo stellium is doing overtime right now as i try and do two two shows because like one show is genuinely very much like that like where i'm like yeah it will just figure itself out and the other show i'm like (laughs) it has to be perfect because we've had two years and if it's not perfect i'm gonna have a breakdown (laughs) but yeah yours came out with that i could feel that the energy of it though as well like i feel like there's Everyone just looks so comfortable and so graceful and so like in them in their power and in their element in those images. And I just like love it so much. I'm just like, yes. Um and then mine is very it's very statuesque. It's very like composed, you know. But I like that. I like it's <laughs> Yeah. But you went in like knowing like what you want and I really like that as well. Cause yeah, I think like our strengths are each other's weaknesses. Cause I was like, yeah, I've never like thought of, you know, get someone to pose. I'm always like, so how do you feel? Would you like to? What What do you want to do right now? And you were like, okay, so this has to be like three inches. Or do you know, is this like symmetrical? And I was like, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you were just in the background, like eating shawarma. Like, what's going on? Why is she being so so particular? But like, remember the pleats, the pleats. Yeah, it's the pleats that I'm talking about because you were like, are these pleats like symmetrical? And I was like, must they be? Will people will people like come in with a tape measure and be like, they're not symmetrical? And you were just like, they must be symmetrical. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm gonna go get shawamas, and when I come back. I hope you will have symmetrical pleats. <laughs> and, we, and we had like, we had the iron out. We were trying to like iron them flat. But also you have to like, something that I always forget to, like I tell people and then they're like, oh, okay, so we're starting to get a picture here. I was a cadet when I was a kid. So like, I do have a thing. Oh, okay. About like, <laughs> about precision. And it's quite funny. Like, when it comes out, I'm like, oh, awkward. Yeah, like, they did. I didn't even know what the images would be, like, until a week before we had to hand them in is when I was like, okay, I think I know what other elements to add to it. And I was like, Sakai does not have this problem because Sakai knew what she was doing when she came in to the room. I knew I was doing, like, three weeks before I, like, 
<laughs> um, but now, like, it's the funniest one was the very last one. The white aspect was really not coming together. Like, my brain was just like, where is it? And, like, I remember being so close to the bone, like, in terms of handing and then just doing it. And I'm actually so irritated with that series because of that, like, because everything else was so particular. And then I just made it. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so good. And I'm like, mm. It didn't come to me how the others came to me. So I must punish it. No, I hate it now. But, like, everyone's like, no, it's really good. I'm like, yeah, but imagine if. <laughs> like, so I think at some point in the future I might redo it. <laughs> And I think that's such a huge thing because sometimes you do have to grieve like your original idea and like, you know, bury it and let it go and just be like, accept what came out as opposed to like the super like architectural thing that you had in your mind. And I find that I do that while I'm taking the photos. So while I'm taking the photos, I'm already grieving whatever ideas I had of what the process will be. And in that space, I find that I can make space for the models to like create the photo with me, which is where I'm most, I'm most comfortable because I do really like it when like people look comfortable in, in their element in my photos, as opposed to like, you know, um, in my element in my photos, I feel like that's too much me already. So, yeah, I, I think like that grieving process of, oh, I thought this image would look this way, but now it looks this other way. But I think, I think it's, it's, it's interesting because like what I've realized is that I'm not, I know I'm not a photographer. I know that I use photography. I just am not a photographer. I'm like a painter and a sculptor. And I just cannot be bothered to use those two mediums because they take so long and I don't have the... I don't have the focus to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I choose to sculpt like using this other medium that's qu quicker. Using bodies. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, like, I feel like I'm making these sculptures <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, and I almost like that there's a static nature, but there's a, an opportunity for movement to exist within the image. It gives a little bit more freedom. Mm. It's like photography is just a kind of means to an end that like, I guess there's a way that I would be able to like make photographic images as a photographer and it would be completely different from what I'm doing at the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like when I, when I take photos on holiday and stuff, they're always so boring because I don't have the energy to actually think about it <laughs> in that way. It's like, you know, in the way I, in the way I photographer, so I think photographers are kind of crazy people, like because they spend every moment of every day turning everything that they see into a photograph. Yeah, and I think that's like tiring as as hell. So I don't have the energy for that. I think I mean, if we put it that way, then I would be like a vibes manager because that's like what I do, and then there's like a photo of the vibe taken. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I, I, I like creating the space, the imagination, like the, the healing, the vibe. And then it's like, oh, man, we have to take a photo. And then I'd like take a photo. But it's almost like a byproduct. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I'm always trying to like create like an imaginarium 
if it's successful, you can sort of feel what was happening at the time the photo was taken, but like the photo isn't the the work. This is going to be so interesting at the end, like how they they're like kind of bookends of one another. What was it you said? Like it's like we're at a wake. Yeah, and I think it's not even like joy and sadness or like love and grief or anything with the color palettes. But it does, you know, feel like one is, like yours in particular has like a very strong dream state feel to it. And then mine has a very like imaginarium. And those are like the same things. Like your dream and your imagination are usually just bookends. So I like that we we did that without really talking to each other and going like, okay, so I'll take imagination and you take dreams and then we will, you know, <laughs> it just, <laughs> it just sort of happened. Yeah. And um, that was really nice. And then also being able to share, share that space with you and the way that like memory rituals and ritual manifestations speak to each other is really beautiful to me. So I just wanted to say that body of land is about us and our relationship with each other and our relationship with our ancestors and so on that was the space where I got to really make the work that I want to make and that makes me feel like there's a liberatory aspect of it because it's about engaging something of the ancestral and I just didn't know that what I was doing was ancestral work or like I didn't know that what I was doing was Shauna spiritual practice no idea until suddenly it became clear that's what I was doing. I was having my dreams, I was doing my usual thing, and the ancestors were speaking, and I was like going, okay, if you want that, okay, okay, I'll buy that on eBay as well then. Um, you know, just taking instruction. <laughs> like, you know, and that's such... It's <laughs> just taking instruction and making a thing exist in the world that someone else wants to exist in the world no one taught me any of it like I was just having dreams and writing them down and Mm. there was actions in the dream so I would make them into like a performance yeah and those rituals that I was kind of being taught it's almost like hard to explain to someone who's of quote-unquote rational like kind of mind this idea of like we're supposed to see things in this like really basic very linear way where like you read about something like you do some research about a thing and then like that's where you get your knowledge from but like I kind of tend to know a thing and then find out like afterwards like what after what it is yeah what that is you know so that's been like how I've kind of come to an awareness of like what I'm doing being part of my culture and that's what I felt like really kind of really lucky to just have been an artist and be interested in art and that was a really good vehicle for me to be able to engage with my own culture without anyone you know in my family like you know telling me that I'm not supposed to do this because it's you know juju or something (laughs) it's like it is just what it is I'm doing the thing but like it never was conscious it was always just happening and now that I'm aware I feel like so much more comfortable to say oh that's my culture that's very Shauna of me mm-hmm. oh wow <laughs> <laughs> and, and like no one in my family I don't think is no, maybe they are but no one no one is openly 
engaging in those things mm. and not having to think about these sorts of like the fear of what it could be perceived as yeah and not having to like engage with it as something outside of christianity or something that was against or do you get what i'm trying to say like it was like i i had the freedom to just do the work yeah and then now i know what the work is i'm able to see mm because like a lot of the um like christianity is so deeply and is still deeply like tied to resources here i mean that was like the entire like missionary's work right that like you if you convert then you could get the medicine you could get the food they wouldn't be as violent towards you etc and that still carries like a lot of the good schools here a christian schools that were started by the missionaries a lot of like connections are made in like high end churches so like the, the grip just got tighter around the resources the resources got like more but the grip got tighter and now it's harder to turn away from and what happens is there's a lot of masking like for me my parents taught me a lot of things but we're never like overtly like oh this is like luo culture or like this is um luo spirituality it was always like oh are you sick do this you know and it was never discussed or it was like ah your grandmother who died 4 years ago says we should do this and it was never like there were no rituals per se um or if there were they were quite covert because it was important to be seen as like good christians who are building the nation and so that was more important than like the knowledge that they were passing like my mom was never like okay so if you put this herb in this and then you do this over this amount of time she would just sort of do it like let me watch her do it and would like carry on but like every sunday like we had to go to church because like that's where like all the good kenyans went so it just became like a, a huge part of nation building that like christianity was pivotal but i don't think that things were completely lost they just weren't like allowed to like overtly exist anymore um so i don't know like what i don't know um but i do know the things that i do know and then We were mm-hmm. talking about femininity as well, and I guess like um, yeah, I don't know how to describe this for myself, but I don't really know what femininity is in relation to my practice. I feel like there are definitely moments where you can see a more feminine aspect becoming visible, but I feel quite. like there's a balance of masculine and feminine in my images mm. of myself and of other people and and i guess like the conversation that was being had through the work that we were doing was something in relation to black womanhood and how we are represented i think it comes out definitely much more in your series than it does in mine mm. even though like i have a project that says the three aspects of she Yeah like Kiswahili is a genderless language and I find that a lot of African languages don't have pronouns 
and aren't too concerned with like what shape the human comes in, right? It just, it's like the human is doing this and the human is doing that. And to like shift from that, because I speak Swahili, English, French, a bunch of other languages, and just like somewhere between Kiswahili, English, and French, gender becomes super important. Like French is like, a fork is female. And I'm like, why is a fork female? Like, what does that mean? It's like, a fork is female. And you're like, okay, so a fork is female. Like, why? Who who sat down and was like, you know what? Yeah, I think umbrellas are girls, but I think the sun is a man. Like, it's, it's quite interesting to me um, that those those undertones are there, but I'm also very aware that like when the British came, they also had their ideas of like, what is feminine? And you had a lot of African women who were now being taught how to be feminine because that wasn't something that existed in our worlds, right? Like we didn't know that like tea or makeup or like beauty wasn't a feminine thing men could be beautiful. They were encouraged to be beautiful. Like it helped if you were a beautiful man. And so all these like ideas of gender were like passed down in quite violent ways to us. I've never felt feminine in the ways that like, you know, we've been told, okay, this is feminine and that's what you're supposed to be because that's the direction your genitals are pointing. (laughs) And so I like to explore African womanhood in like all the aspects, you know, all their, oh, we're failing at this like femininity challenge. This is what we genuinely think of ourselves as like humans, because like in a lot of African languages, in Kiswahili, for example, like the pronoun is ah, right? It's a, and that's them. So it's, they're doing this. If it's a person that you know, so it's, it's like you, it's an actual you. So there's no, she is coming. If I say Anakuja, you don't know if it's a man or, or a woman. It's probably not a dog. It could be a dog. But, you know, you just know that, like, there's a being that is approaching you. What's more important in Shona as well, like, and it'll be similar probably because they're so similar in terms of, like, language system, is whether it's a singular or a plural. So we're really always just, we're always just acknowledging each other as us not even really I but like us or the singular version of us just so that you know how many people you're dealing with and also elder versus younger so it's always about respect the whole thing about becoming a woman right I guess like the titling of the three aspects I only really put the word she at the end because it sounded interesting yeah like that, like you know, when people ask me my pronouns and I say she/her, I'm I'm like, uh, that's only just started to become very strange to me, <laughs> like recently. Where I'm like, why am I saying that? And and because of the things I think, but it's the same way. It's the same way that I say it's 10 a.m. Even though I know that it doesn't exist. Like we've all sort of agreed that it's 10 a.m. So like, let's go with it. I always say they, them, because, like, in Kiswahili, the only pronoun is they or them. Mm-hmm. It's It's been a really important project for both of us, and that finally getting to show this work is going to be amazing. I just have this thing where I'm just like, can we get to next week, please, so that this work can go live? 
the publication is looking really beautiful and Alberta Whittle did a really gorgeous forward for it as well but like I'm really happy that we managed to get in there yeah I saw yeah and we're gonna have the talk on the 19th of June which is gonna be really great as well so I'm just really excited for all the things that are coming from it and what could be generated from it in the future as well so I mean I think first we just have like this friendship and understanding of each other that's come from this project and like again a lot of like generative conversations that we've had about like the differences and similarities that we have despite and because of, you know, the geographies that we occupy and colonization and blackness, um, whatever femininity is. But yeah, that's something that that's still there today. And I can't wait to see what else it generates. Yeah, it's been really nice to have this conversation. And, and I think we should just set some time aside to have like a Zoom call and a little celebratory drink or something in our outfits <laughs> in our outfits <laughs> it's done <laughs> yeah. Awar Onyango and Sakai Machachi street level photo works are presenting body of land as part of the across the city program for Glasgow International find out more at glasgowinternational.org and you can hear part two of Awar and Sakai's conversation in the next episode of Encounters Encounters was produced by Lindsay Moyes for Glasgow International, supported by the Scottish Government's Expo Fund and Arts Fund. Thank you for listening. Thank you.